Good evening everyone and welcome to this, the seventh event in the database and ontology mini-series. Uh, this evening it's my great pleasure to introduce Tatiana Maluta, I think I've got that right. Um, Tanya is, uh, has experience in industry teaching and research um, in data and databases. Uh, she's the Associate Professor of Computer Systems Technology at New York uh, City College and has written a book on physical design and implementation of relational databases. Um, her title for the talk this evening is Interaction of Ontology and Database in Information Systems. Um, so without further ado, over to you, Tanya. Uh, thank you, Matthew. Good afternoon, everyone. Uh, I'm kind of an outsider to the ontological community. As Matthew mentioned, I've dealt mostly with databases and uh, data metadata, and just recently I started doing some projects with ontological data. So for me it is mostly data, all of it, and I wanted to show my understanding of the role of data of different kinds in the information system and uh, the future of ontology in the information system that I think uh, is very promising. Uh, Peter, would you please uh, go to the next slide? Uh, slide number two. Uh, so uh, I will go over the challenges that information systems face today. Uh, mostly it is familiar to everyone's stuff, maybe just with some perspective from the database designer and developer. Uh, then um, I will show how I think ontology fits into the infrastructure of the information system and how it can help in human-computer interface and data utilization, including data integration. Uh, I want to mention a symbiotic relationship between ontology and different parts of the information system, and especially interaction between ontology and database. And then I want to uh, uh, mention some initiatives, uh, semantic initiatives uh, that were undertaken in uh, the very recent months even by the power players of the database industry. Uh, the slide number three. Uh, challenges of the information system today, especially from the perspective of a person who deals with data. It is sustainability of data solutions in changing business and technological environments. Uh, it is uh, the necessity to share data, uh, interchange data, reuse data within a very heterogeneous information system which usually presents only partial business solutions. Scalability under the pressure of growing volumes of data and increasing diversity of users' needs. And what makes things worse, it is the complexity of information system and our reactive approach to solving its problems. Uh, slide number four. So um, we, those of us who work or were related to some industry projects, we know that uh, ultimately, information systems are not living up uh, to the expectations and don't fulfill their ultimate purpose. Uh, the cost of them is growing, and despite this, they don't provide, in many cases, the users with adequate understanding of the business. 
and they don't uh, deliver a single version of truth as, as we see. Um, slide number five. Uh, many problems uh, of information systems stem from uh, the approaches to their implementation. Uh, historically, we were approaching resolving the issues, applying uh, local thinking and local implementations. Think locally, act locally resulted in this heterogeneous mess which we usually have in our enterprises. Just simply because we couldn't afford to think globally and act globally, which most probably would have gave us better results in the terms of single version of truth. Slide number five. This is a partial view of the information system of my college. I was involved in analysis of it at some time, and I was absolutely horrified. Uh, the college depends on the state, city, and university um, information systems, has to submit data to all of them. Uh, there is very little communication between the systems. And on the top of everything, the college has to create its own in-house applications to resolve some smaller issues which are not resolved but by these larger um, applications. Uh, so just uh, no reason to talk about multiple versions of truth from my point of view, just multiple versions of false everywhere. Uh, slide number seven. So uh, the um, information uh, technology community has been searching for different approaches to resolve these issues and ease the burden of the cost of the information systems and their support on the one hand and delivery of better results on, on the other hand. Our approach is mostly uh, for better description of data and business and functionality of information systems so that we could have the possibility to better discover data and information system resources, better negotiate between the differences, better mediate, better compose different resources. And uh, it's not only the users who have to benefit from these better information system solutions, but tools and applications as well. Slide number eight. Uh, historically, I think uh, the first solutions uh, in this direction were metadata solutions. When our information systems were uh, enriched by different metadata repositories that described data, described business requirements, described functionality of the information systems, and uh, tried to accomplish at least partially uh, the goals that uh, were stated before. Unfortunately, there were no standards in producing these metadata repositories in the information systems, and uh, we got ourselves into the situation with metadata, which we tried to escape in dealing with heterogeneous data. We had metadata duplicated, ambiguous, inconsistent, redundant, uh, because um, these approaches were again the continuation of our local thinking, local acting approach. We didn't learn much from my point of view from our errors with data. 
And uh, because uh, the community didn't actually resolve the problems, uh, the um, more mature thinking, global thinking started to emerge. And from metadata, the community moved to metadata models, then to meta-meta models, trying to establish some standards in their approaches. Standardization was, from my point of view, the, one of the most important things that has been happening in the information technology uh, in the recent years. Uh, this standardization of models, tools, methods, uh, promises us maybe uh, that we will somewhere approach the single version of truth and have a better, more coherent understanding of the business. Uh, slide number 10. Uh, the most uh, important, the most significant metadata and model standardization initiatives uh, are of the object management group, uh, modeling standards, including the common warehouse model that describes metadata interchange among data warehousing, business intelligence, knowledge management, and portal technologies. The newest initiative, Meta Object Facility, which bridges the gap between dissimilar meta models by providing a common basis for meta models. Uh, an excellent example of such standardization of models and tools is service-oriented uh, architecture, services repository, including UDDI. Uh, one, uh, the chair of uh, this panel, Matthew West, presented about his standardization initiatives uh, on November 16. Uh, 16th last year, he was discussing his reference data model, which resulted in a standard. Uh, slide number 11. So, um, I perceive information system as data in databases traditionally today, which is the object of data processing which more and more is getting immersed into some metadata medium, which enforces and supports the subject, traditional subject of data processing. And uh, because this medium is standardized, or at least is supposed to be standardized, uh, it uh, should help us to accomplish the um, integrity, logical conceptual integrity of our information system and deliver the single version of truth. Uh, the slide number 12. Mm, this metadata repositories, standardized metadata repositories from this metadata medium support human computer interface uh, significantly and also inter-database communications. Uh, and they help uh, in data integration. Uh, it, they help in making the, data, uh, the databases and information system more transparent to users, more clear to users, uh, and help them to understand the functionality, uh, uh, clarify their expectations, uh, correlate the expectations with the results, uh, discover new possibilities of the information systems, among other advantages. The slide number 13. Uh, when um, 
the insiders of the ontological community describe the role and goals of ontology, usually they emphasize that the resource ontologies are actually about this global thinking, much more than databases, uh, about global thinking and understanding of business. And, uh, of course, ontological tools today offer global, general, and technology-independent presentation of this understanding, which can be shared. Ontologies are supposed to be relatively independent of particular applications and are supposed to present some generic knowledge. So these goals and roles of ontology, which are initially stated, are supported by ontological data models and technologies. And they uh, seem very suitable for uh, filling this metadata medium that has proven already to be very helpful in uh, human-computer interfaces and data utilization. So ontology mm, can actually fill the uh, subjective medium of the information system and serve as the subject, maybe not serve, but support, enforce the subject of information system processing. And again, uh, the um, model of ontological data and the tools that already exist uh, serve very well to this role. Slide number 15. Uh, advantages of ontological me medium uh, uh, if compared to the metadata medium. Uh, ontological resources can be published as web resources, and uh, it... Uh, takes our information systems, it shows that we think globally even beyond our particular information system and beyond the enterprise. We can query uh, the ontological medium. It is more resilient to changes. It is more flexible for integration. And what is very important, we can apply rules and inference on this ontological medium. So we expect from ontological medium again uh, to help us to resolve the problems of the information system and ease the burden of the cost of the information technology by bridging uh, uh, the users and inf the information system, by integrating information system into a comprehensive and continuous environment, by providing a single version of truth for business decisions, by reducing reliance upon documentation for users, by reducing maintenance cost, duplication on, of effort, and improve the efficiency of the whole process. Uh, the slide number 17. Uh, the, the prerequisites of success of application of ontologies in the information system uh, is uh, the utilization of the existing initiatives and accomplishments in metadata models and standards. Uh, for example, the uh, OMG states that ontologists can't ignore the wealth of knowledge, tools, expertise, and industry momentum uh, in their statement about their new initiative, Ontology Definition Meta Model. Uh, 
Matthew West in his presentation in the end of it says that the data models are a key component for getting ontologies used in information systems. We had a very interesting presentation by Ms. Kendall on uh, January 4th about this new initiative of OMG, Ontology Definition Meta Model, which, is, uh, which emphasizes actually this um, tight relationship between ontological approach and the standardization initiatives that we had in the past. Slide number 18. So I think uh, that maybe we could envision ontology in the heart of knowledge-centric organization of the information system. Uh, and this ontology can realize the accumulated potential of global thinking and reduce the cost and improve the quality of utilization of the information system. Slide number 19. Uh, who are the main beneficiaries maybe in this situation? Who can benefit from ontology in the information system? Uh, users, of course, uh, we can significantly improve the human computer interface. And uh, here we have two groups which can benefit in different ways, insiders, uh, those who design, develop, and support the information system, and the outsiders, those who consume the resource system. Slide number 20. For the insiders, for the professionals involved with resolving the problems of the information system, uh, the ontology can offer unified, integrated, consistent, uh, embedded in the information system presentation of knowledge about its functionality, tools, parts, and everything else. It help, can help and guide the developers and provide automated support for some design and development and maintenance assignments through the whole life cycle of the information system. And it can help to sustain standardized, meaningful, and machine-readable interfaces. The slide number 21. For the outsiders, the ontology can offer a much better description of functionality of, uh, of uh, description of functionality of processes, of relationship and data of the information system, so that they could uh, better discover the needed resources, navigate them, so that they could be absolutely clear about their expectations and uh, uh, receive disambiguated understanding of functionality and products of the information system, so that they could negotiate, mediate, and compose different resources. Uh, so that they could improve the precision and recall of information and data from the information system. And uh, the standardized, uh, meaningful, uh, and uh, machine-readable interfaces that help the insiders uh, can adjust, can help the outsiders too, they can adjust to their profiles and access patterns. The slide Number 22, uh, 
using ontology actually bring the human computer interface to uh, can can add new possibilities to the human computer interface the richer semantics of ontology can narrow the gap between the human language and computer interface can help in processing of unstructured data natural language documents and requests uh, can uh, facilitate extraction of information uh, there are emerging human language technologies based on ontologies that improve the processing of human language. The system can generate their responses using the natural language. Uh, there was a presentation within this series by Mr. Walker about usability databases and ontologies where he uh, showed, uh, he discussed exec executable English queries to the database formulated in the English language. Uh, slide number 23, so I just uh, shows uh, the um, very general structure of the ontology-enforced uh, human language technology application. And there was another interesting pre presentation about one of such projects dedicated to uh, human language uh, processing by Dr. Shore, York Shore. Uh, who discussed his SECT project dedicated to these issues. Uh, slide number 24. Um, the ontology and the information system, different parts of it, uh, affect each other. Uh, and ontologies as mediators between the users and the resources of the information system have to change in response to changes in the user requirements and uh, different changes in data or functionality of the information system. Uh, so if uh, the ontology will be included in the information system, it has to come with some ontology infrastructure that will uh, capture the changes on both sides and reflect them in the ontology. Uh, the slide number 25 just mentions some very general and uh, common changes in the ontology. Reclassification, modifications in attributes, concepts, relationships in response to changes in user access patterns, for example, or changed user needs in data. Uh, the slide number 26 um, tries to define somehow uh, the distribution of responsibilities between database and ontology in the information system. So databases uh, as the object of data processing, primary object of data processing, uh, store data within the model that is the most beneficial for performance and ease of maintenance on large data volumes today such databases are usually relational databases. The database reflects conceptual peculiarities of a particular domain and is task-oriented usually. Uh, database defines physical characteristics of data implementation and executes the queries. Ontology will be defined and stored within the model that provides richer semantics of the information system 
will be partially reflected in the database semantics and will be connected to it. Uh, ontologies will be separated expression from one of the articles of Matthew West of data. And uh, they will be analyzing requests of users and transform them into the queries on the databases. The slide number 27 shows that in the interaction of the ontology and the database, uh, we have to have a new component which will represent the mapping of uh, semantics of ontology into the semantics of the database so that our ontological queries could be rewritten on, into the queries on the database. The slide 27. Uh, there are multiple projects uh, that uh, resolve the issues of semantics into the semantics of the database. For example, uh, several projects that um, put ontology on the top, uh, they have uh, routines of mapping and schemas for mapping the ontological concepts into the uh, services or services models of the UDDI. The slide number 29, there are um, projects uh, which try to map, again, semantics of ontology with the semantics of databases. For example, the project D2RQ maps a database into a virtual RDF graph and uh, allows to query the database through the ontology. Uh, there was a presentation about uh, a mapping between the ontology and the database implemented through the uh, rules and uh, swirl language uh, made by Mr. Connor, efficiently querying relational databases using all and swirl. The slide 30. In uh, all the applications uh, and all the projects uh, that I looked through, uh, I noticed uh, that uh, the semantics of the database was not used sufficiently uh, in this bridging of the ontology and the database. And uh, this made this relationship between the ontology and the database rather tight. We have a tight coupling of ontology and the database. And on the side of the ontology, we have to uh, to know about this physical gloss of data in the database. For example, uh, a concept in the ontology is mapped in most of the projects that I saw, mapped to the join of one table to another. So actually, those who deal with ontology have to know how data is implemented in the database. Uh, database has to volunteer to in this relationship with the ontology and has to create some external semantical tier. There are objects available in any database, such as use procedures, 
that allow to make physical implementation of data transparent to the outside outsider and can make this mapping uh, looser and can relieve the ontology from uh, physical dependency on the database solution. Uh, slide number 32, which bring, raises uh, a more general question. So if we will be mapping ontology into the semantics of ontology into the semantics of the database, what standards we should follow? Should we have metadata, meta model, or maybe ontology for this? Definitely we want this to be standardized as well as all other components of our information system. Uh, the slide number 33 uh, shows a different relationship between ontology and a database. Storing ontologies in databases. And databases are much more than just data. They implement uh, data support infrastructure. Uh, they uh, enforce security, reliability, query optimization, transaction management. And if stored in the database, ontological data can benefit from this infrastructure. And uh, below we will see how the database vendors are trying to come up with some initiatives about storing uh, ontological data in relational databases. Uh, what is not discussed at all is a possible relationship between ontology and database management system. Uh, I, I've uh, encountered statements that semantic repository may replace database management system. It doesn't seem very likely and uh, in general practical considering different roles of data, uh, of database and ontology in the information system. Uh, but uh, over the years I've noticed how database management systems became more and more semantical and acquired some ontological features. And uh, in the core, of each database management system, we have data dictionary, which is the metadata of the database. And this data dictionary has been becoming more and more semantic. Uh, for example, we have tremendous advancements in query processing, and uh, many of these advancements uh, happen because of more semantic analysis of queries utilization of additional metadata that is included uh, in the database. Uh, for example, it is cost-based optimization, which is more semantical than uh, rule-based optimization that was implemented in the databases before. Uh, query rewrite in Oracle when the database itself is trying to find uh, the best set of tables on which to execute the query. Uh, we have special applications uh, that are based on ontological actually data. For example, content management in IBM. Uh, uh, IBM's application OEMA is based on object types and is related to the database. Content-dependent security management is offered by many database management systems. Uh, 
Uh, data dictionary is enriched by additional metadata describing data resources, dependencies between data elements, and data end users. So maybe we will move from metadata dictionary to ontological dictionary in the databases someday. Uh, the slide 36. Uh, how database vendors respond to different uh, ontological initiatives? Um, many of them support ontological data and offer some approaches to storage, uh, which is rather straightforward today. Uh, they implement inference mechanism mechanisms on this data. They allow uh, uh, implementation of rules, support implementation of rules, and uh, allow for querying of this ontological data. Though query processing of databases benefits mostly relational data model, um, I think that some significant uh, work has to be done into optimizing queries on the ontological model. Uh, in Oracle, we have next slide, 37. In Oracle, we have um, a new feature, RDF store which allows to store uh, triples, uh, supports inference, RDFS and RDF entailment rules, and also supports user-defined rules. Uh, it is a rather straightforward support, but it is only a first step, and uh, soon there will, be, uh, there, uh, there will be a presentation from a representative from Oracle so I think it would be interesting to hear about their perspective. Uh, IBM has a rather extensive support of ontological data and ontological life cycle. They have integrated ontology development toolkit, which includes ontology definition meta model, workbench, all ontology repository named Minerva. Uh, so, uh, additional features for parsing, serialization, reasoning, transformation uh, between RDF, SOWL, and other data modeling languages. Uh, the significant advantage of uh, IBM's approach is that it provides this integrated environment. Uh, so, um, I think that uh, the future of the interaction between uh, semantic and database technologies is very promising, is very interesting, and there are many unresolved issues. Uh, the involvement of the database power players, uh, again, shows that they are also interested in this. And maybe this conceptual and technological merge between different types of data will help to, if not resolve completely, ease the burden of the problems of the information system. Thank you. Well, thank you very much, uh, Tanya, for that. That's really quite excellent. Um, are there any questions that anyone has, please? This is Frank Alvedris, and the question uh, is for Tatiana. Yes, please. In your work um, for the New York City College, did you all start with an enterprise architecture effort that led you down to the path of needing ontologies or having setting the requirements?
for ontologies based upon what you were trying to do with the metadata. Thank you. Uh, uh, I am sorry. I uh, uh, maybe didn't quite understand the question. So are you referring to uh, maybe the chart that I showed with this ex ex extremely messy information system of our college? Right. The, obviously, yeah. that was the as-is view of where you were, but how did you get to the 2B uh, such that you wanted to uh, figure out how to to handle the metadata in a better uh, manner. Yes, or did I you just, just do it. Uh, I just was involved in some partial in-house work and analysis of this system. Uh, the college doesn't have any plans about improving the qu uh, the quality of information service, unfortunately. And uh, you can't blame uh, the college by, uh, for, for all of this because it is kind of a hostage of the state, the city, and the university. It doesn't make many of its own technological decisions. Uh, so, but uh, I hope and I know that in many companies the situation is much better. So if the question is about uh, what I try to do for the college, I, I don't because uh, there is no possibility for me to, to do it. I'm involved in a different project, a research project uh, for the downtown Brooklyn, uh, uh, design and implementation of the ontological data for a special um, navigi information navigation system for um, diverse uh, documents, documents of diverse types uh, about the downtown Brooklyn navigation okay. system. So, okay, thank you. Uh, no, no, information system exists kind of independently from me. Okay, are there, is there, are there any other questions? Hello. Uh, yeah. better. Okay, Peter, go ahead with your question now. Yeah, um, on slide, I think it was 34 or something around there, you talked about moving from um, metadata dictionary to uh, um, ontological dictionary. dictionary. Yes. Um, isn't an ontological dictionary just the dictionary? I mean, what's the difference? And what, 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 what direction are you going in with that thinking? So it, it is historically called data dictionary. Uh, this is metadata uh, about uh, everything within the database. So maybe uh, I think we can benefit if instead of this metadata we will have ontology. Maybe it will be called differently. It is called dictionary only because it is metadata right now. Uh, so, but uh, we can make it is. It has. It, it is. It has been becoming more semantical, more ontological, without applying ontological approach. It was kind of expanding the semantics within the metadata. Uh, so maybe uh, the database vendors may think about expanding the semantics of this core of the database management system, applying ontological approaches. Uh, this is something which uh, I, I, I think is possible. I haven't heard about it. I haven't read about it. But I think ontological core will add intelligence uh, to the database management system. Okay. I mean, how would that differ from in an enterprise architecture, for example, from the enterprise determined um, 
define terminology and concepts that are used. In other words, the enterprise view of uh, the relationships between data in a particular enterprise. Do you see the ontological dictionary as being like a sort of enterprise, um, enterprise definitions of terms that it's using? Uh, okay, so the data dictionary of the database management system is not uh, enterprise or application oriented. Uh, it is designed to support the functionality of the database management system. It contains okay. data about a particular database for a particular enterprise, but I'm talking about its general implementation, regardless of any um, particular application. So it can help the database management system itself, not the enterprise, just it can help this powerful piece of software to manage the database better. Again, regardless, it is in the core of the database management system. It is something yes. that is enterprise independent. What, one of the points that Tanya has been making a, a bit earlier was about, uh, or she, she was quoting me, but I think it was really Chris Partridge that was, that was really being quoted, um, uh, about physical gloss. Um, if you start with a sort of a pure ontology, it's about um, how things are in the real world and then when you move to a database design there's something about what you know about the things that are in the real world and it's very good to have an ontology which is of the things in the real world as, as a start point for how you design how to hold uh, what you know about the things in the real world but there, there are some subtle differences as well um, and, and, and it, it, there's, there's, a, there's an understand. You need to have an understanding of, of what goes goes between those two things. Uh, yes, if I may uh, make another comment. So um, I think uh, what I was trying to say is that we can apply ontology in ontological approach in many different places and on many different levels in our information system. And one of such places is the database management system. Uh, so ontology within the database management system will be ontology about functionality of this database management system. It will be not about the enterprise. It will oh, help clear. the database management system function better. It will be this inner ontology of the database management system. So um, again, I feel that we can have some ontological medium which fills uh, the information system on and touches different levels, different parts in different ways. Um, it, it's not about the ontology of the enterprise. It's about uh, ontological approach that uh, can, help, uh, in, uh, can help in integrating information system resources. And part of this ontological medium will be enterprise ontology, maybe, but not the only part. So, and again, this slide is just about these special systems that support databases. And okay. data dictionary is here. So instead of data dictionary, I see, again, the possibility to have a database management system ontology that governs its functionality defines its behavior in more intelligent way. 
And there is movement towards this. Optimizers are getting much more sophisticated and intelligent. For example, security management is uh, performed, uh, much finer tuning of security is possible now. So uh, the system do become more intelligent and more semantic, but they are not applying the semantic approach yet. Okay, so you're, what you're saying there is that um, uh, because we're dealing with a system, not just the data, uh, the system, the whole system around it needs to have an ontology of what it's doing, so it needs to yes, know about yes. users and things like yes. that. This ontology, and the ontology is as applicable to that as to the business domain that the, the database might be serving. Yes. Uh, that's quite right, yes, of course. Um, you, you were also talking about an ontology of mapping. Um, uh, yes, yes. Again, something that uh, maybe will be needed, I think. Yes, I mean, I wondered how you were positioning that against something like ICL, you know, the ICRIS knowledge language that Pat Hayes talks about um, as being designed to map between different, different ontologies. And, and, and I mean, that's a logic. Well, I suppose you can have an ontology of logic. Um, or, well, it's a language, of course, as well. So how would you um, uh, place an ontology of mapping against a logic for mapping? Okay, I haven't thought about it honestly, so I just placed a question for myself. Okay. How that, to that think about this mapping? Because I haven't encountered any references to any projects here. Uh, oh, well, um, if you look on the Ontolog forum, I, I, yes. I, I don't know whether, well, certainly you will find that Pat Hayes has talked about ICL, I-K-L, uh -huh. um, and that, this is uh, a, an extension of common logic which mm. he's developed uh, in, I think, the ICRIS project, mm -hmm. um, specifically to try to map between ontologies. So that's between ontologies rather than, say, ontologies and databases. But I think databases can reasonably be treated as uh, yes, of course, yes. simple I ontologies think at some level. Yes, yes. I think that uh, mapping between ontologies, of course, can be reduced somehow, I would say, mm. to mapping between ontology and the database, and can be used, yes. Okay. Something to think about then. Uh, are there any other questions? Chris Partridge. Um, yes, I have a question that, that's related to some of the stuff you've just been discussing, and it's something that, that an area that both Matthew and I have been working in. Um, if I could do it, maybe Tatiana, if I could ask you, but I suspect some other people might have comments. If I look at your slide 37, I see a, an implementation of an ontology which assumes RDF triples. Um, and it seems to me that if you take the spirit of ontology and apply it to databases, there's sort of two questions that arise. One is, is what happens to the distinction between metadata and data, because in an ontology that seems to disappear. And I think there's something called the adaptive object model in terms of the academic literature where they talk about something like this. So it's not really in the context of databases. And the second thing is, is something that is a particular concern of mine, though it's not an area of my expertise, is whether or not if you're trying to, if you like, merge, have a database that is based on ontology, whether or not RDF triples are the right technical structure to use to support the kind of applications that databases typically use and whether there's some technical work that needs to be done 
in order to, um, if you like, enable uh, ontologies to operate in the database environment. Um, okay, I think that's all. Uh, so the first question is about uh, uh, the schema that shows how Oracle offers to store ontological data, right? Uh, I'm using that as a, an excuse for asking the question, yes. Uh-huh. So just uh, maybe I, I, I lost your question somewhere along the way. Okay. So well, maybe should we go back to the second one because it's quite clear. Is, is the Oracle here seem to have uh, used them um, as you port? They, they, so they've just, uh, you like, implemented the RDF triples directly in a database. Now, I think if you're going to store an ontology, that's quite sensible. But if you're trying to store an ontology in the database uh, and use it without sort of, if you like, um, having two layers, having a database layer and an ontology layer, I'm wondering whether RDF triples are the right format for the implementation. In other words, or, if you've got a high-performance high application and you want it to be in, in, a, in an ontological, you want your data to be stored in an ontological format so there's no physical gloss, whether or not one should choose RDF as a format for storage. Of data. Of assistance, yes, in, a, in an operational database. Uh, uh, it looks, I, I've been thinking about it, it looks very expensive and in, in many ways to me, in terms of storage, in terms of processing. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, uh, I think that if we decide to store uh, an ontology in the database only for uh, maybe to query it efficiently. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, what I like is the name of this particular feature. They call it only RDF store. Uh, mm -hmm. They don't imply that they do much more than uh, storing this data. Mm -hmm. So on a large, I think issues about, there were always mm, concerns about uh, querying large ontologies and uh, working with large ontologies. So maybe this is one way of resolving this uh, problem, dumping ontologies into the database and perform the needed querying there of ontologies. And if there is a database associated with this ontology or any other ontology, I don't see it feasible to store the database or just large volumes of data in this triple format. It is very expensive uh, and uh, very unnatural, I would say. So, uh, again, we can map always this uh, ontology, whether it is in the database or outside of the database, uh, try to implement some mapping between the ontology and the database. So, no, I, I don't think that you should uh, uh, assume uh, any special... Uh, significance in this, uh, in how the database vendors approach uh, ontological issues now. They, it is a very straightforward and simple approach. They allow to store ontological data and to reason on it. Okay. So it's only that. So I, uh, if you have a large ontology, you can benefit from it because the database will do it much faster for you than any application dealing with the file. Okay, so you think that the RDF triple format is, is technically a, a good format? Because I think earlier on you, you implied you thought that it was quite an expensive way of, of storing... Um, storing non-ontological data? 
It is very expensive. I actually even tried to model it not long ago, think how to uh, store data from one application I'm working on to make mm -hmm. it integrated with the ontology. And uh, I was very kind of disappointed because uh, my expectations of a simple solution, like having everything in this RDF store, I think yeah. uh, will, will not be fulfilled. Yes, so it is not a natural way to store non-ontological data, at least uh, the data we currently have in information systems. And shall I go, I've used up quite a lot of time, shall I go back to my, my first question or? Uh, yes, could you please repeat it? Because I think maybe, again, if I can hang it on a slide, if we go to slide 34, you ask, will semantic repository replace the DBMS? And one of the things that, if you're going to ask me, that I would expect to see happen when you do that, I would expect the distinction between data and, and metadata to disappear, so between the data schema and the data to disappear. And certainly that's been mine and I believe Matthew's experience when, when, when trying to implement um, like some kind of semantic repository for operational applications. And I wondered whether you had any views on that, or did anyone have any views on that? Uh, uh, so about disappearance, what difference you expect to disappear? Implementational difference? I'm expecting that, 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 when you, that the, the, the mechanisms for loading up the data schema and loading up the data will be the same mechanisms. There won't be a distinction between Currently, in, in most databases with database management systems, you have a distinction between the data schema and the data. And I'm, I think one of the things that, for instance, uh, you have in, in OWL is that for the majority of the things is you use very similar, if not exactly the same, um, processing or structures, if you like, for loading up metadata and data. And I was just wondering whether or not you thought that was one of the features, one of the things that was likely to happen as, if you like, uh, DBMSs and um, semantic repositories uh, merge or semantic repositories begin to replace database management systems? I, I don't expect the semantic repositories to replace database management systems in the near future at least. Well, I, think, yeah. I think the question is maybe slightly different from that, Tanya. Yes, I, I think the question that Chris is asking is do you see DBMSs um, uh, making tables things that you can talk about in your application in the way that you can, you know, the things, the objects that you can query over in much the same way as you can, and, and have relationships between, um, uh, just as you can have relationships between data elements. So making the, making the metadata accessible to the applications. Um, metadata is accessible. To the, it is accessible, uh, but not usually to the applications themselves with the querying the tables. Uh -huh. So, okay. So, um, I, I, I think that it is, again, okay, I don't depends on a situation, but I think that actually the goal of uh, uh, development of a good database is to make this inner uh, organization of the database transparent to users. I don't see any need for the users or applications to know about uh, even in a uh, organization of data, let alone data dictionary. 
I, I don't think they would be interested or, again, uh, whatever we want to expose, whatever we think needs to be exposed, as we can do even now. So I, that, that, that answer is yes, then. So you, you do see, this is what we were talking about, the ontologizing of the database, uh, the DDMS. So uh, so yes, it is possible, and if uh, the core of the database management system will be ontological, the, repre uh, the exposure and representation will be ontological too, yes, right? I mean, the, the, the kind of thing that's um, uh, difficult at the moment is to um, do things like say that um, the class that's represented by one table is an instance of a class that's represented by another table, for example. So I might have product and product type, and I want to be able to say that product is an instance of product type. And, and product and product type would be tables. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of thing that I'm, I would uh, be looking to be able to move towards. I, I don't think that's something that I could do today. Mm, a, a table uh, is an instance of another table. Uh, table is an instance, no. This yeah, but that's, you that's can't the kind of step that you'd need to make to, to be ontologizing. Uh, at the moment, there's this plunk between the schema layer and the data layer. Yes. And yes, in yes. OWL, that, 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 uh, that barrier has been removed. And uh, if we're looking at DBMSs becoming more ontologically capable, um, one of the things they need to be doing is removing that barrier between schema and data. Uh, okay, yes, maybe I just didn't think in uh, about uh, ontologizing database management systems in uh, this particular way. I was okay, okay, this is something to think about. Hmm. Was that, did I get the essence of your question, Chris? Yes, yes, perfect, Matthew. I mean, I think it's something that I think is, a, as you know, that's concerned both of us over the years. Yes, both, both Chris and I have been forced to make um, our schemas more and more abstract in order to be able to make those kinds of relationships, which, which um, uh, I mean, RDFS is kind of an extreme there where you just have triples. Um, in fact, that's probably a bit too extreme for either Chris or me. But, Fair to say, both you and I have been involved in implementing or constructing DBMSs that, that have these features. Yes. Well, that's I think you did DBMSs in a way to simulate this, at least. Yes. Yes. So you you are creating this actually ontological tier yourself. Um, yes, effectively. Yes. 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 And, and finding there is value in doing so. It would clearly be much easier if this if these were services that were provided by the DBMS and it wasn't something we had to worry about. It was just uh, a layer that, that existed. Uh, yes, again, I don't immediately have the feeling that it is about what I was talking about, the core of the database management system. Uh, just I want to mention that, for example, Oracle has uh, object-oriented features now. Uh, and uh, maybe we can think of a table as an instance of another table. Um, yes, just it is difficult for me to be honest with you to do it on fly over the top of. Yeah, my no, no, head. it's fine. It, uh, the, the, the the real thing is, is that what you were thinking about? The answer is no. 
Um, no, no. I'd Here I was thinking more about making the database management system uh, more intelligent with the help of ontology. Yeah, uh, and, and, there and are, here again, you're looking at the performance of the uh, Yes, and, performance, and, uh, yes. Uh, querying uh, and things like that. Yes, yes, by sustaining the data infrastructure. But yeah. again, this may be one of the aspects of this intelligence. Yes. Added yes, intelligence. No, yes, and I think, I think the que that some of this is to do with um, the way that the data is, is eventually physically stored, which I'm not sure that I know about. And, and one of the key questions there would be whether tables themselves are somehow fundamental to the way that the data is stored, or whether in fact it's stored in some way where um, being part of a table is just another link that's somewhere in there. Um, and uh, I think those are the kinds of questions uh, that, uh, uh, that that's the kind of issue that would, would drive it, and developments in that area would be the kind of thing that, that drove the ability to, to meet the kinds of requirements that I was looking for about a table being an instance of another table. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. I, again, I just uh, need to think about it. Uh, just, uh, I, I just don't want to take even time sitting and uh, thinking. That's okay. That, that, that's a good response. Yeah. Okay, are there any other questions? I don't see any more hands. Okay, well, in that case, um, I would like to say a very big thank you to Tanya for a very interesting and obviously stimulating uh, presentation. And thank you to those that have contributed to the discussion as well. Oh, thank um, you. And, and finally, of course, uh, thanks to Peter Yim for hosting this and making all the technology work so well as if, uh, as if it was magic. Thank you, Peter. It's always a pleasure. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, everyone.